Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy Friday, Evo. Happy Friday, Gina. How are you feeling this week? I feel pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, aside from regular life shit, Mm. I can't say that I'm feeling off. How about you? Yeah, I definitely feel off. That's why I was asking you. Oh, yeah, I mean... I think we definitely function on totally two different vibrations because this weather has got me fucked up. Yeah, you've been sensitive to the weather for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I heard something interesting today on a TikTok about men and women, and it goes, men wake up with erections and women wake up yawning. So (laughs) (laughs) that that explains how our days start off. Oh, my God. I, that's just like, a, I guess, a, a testament to like, you know, that men usually wake up on the uh, perkier side of things in the morning. Oh, my God. Hey, <laughs> I didn't, it's not my words, all right? I just, you know, repeating something I heard. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you said that. <laughs> you totally threw me off. Welcome to Shit Talk Fridays. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm kind of like, I felt really good Sunday, Monday. But then I pushed myself really hard on Monday to get everything done on my to-do list. And I got it all done. But then Tuesday I had work. And that was a tough day. So then yesterday, or the day before rather, I was just totally fucking wiped out. So today I promised myself that I would just like take things a little slower. But still have an attempt to get things done. I still have quite a few things to do today. But... The weather fucks with me because we haven't seen the sun since, I think, Saturday. It's been gloomy every day, or what I call these, the gray days. So it's kind of fucking with me. But I'm a B.I. Well, you know, you women have something that, you know, men don't typically deal with, which is, you know, fluctuations in your hormones. Yeah. You know, so some weeks are good weeks, some weeks are okay weeks, and some weeks are bad weeks. Yeah, and uh, I thrive off of vitamin D. And not that kind of vitamin D. I'm about to say, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, go ahead, drink. I'm sorry, I'm thirsty. What do you want? Like, usually is cheers so, right from Evo the beginning. so rude. You're holding out on me. All right, so let's cheers. Uh, right. We're actually both not drinking. Um, I have ginger beer, and Evo has I'm drinking water. Water. Um, just recently heard a study about alcohol that i'm kind of trying to test out that theory and with coffee i'm trying to do it at the same time i'll i'll get back to you and let y'all know how it works so on today's episode we are talking about building trust in a relationship and um when we decided to talk about this topic i immediately said that i wanted to share some stories Mm -hmm. from our relationship and how we went about building trust because i think that A lot of people want to be able to relate to the person that they're hearing information from. And I never want to come across as we are like some sort of perfect couple because we are not. We have our problems just like everyone else does. And there was a significant part in our relationship where trust in the beginning too was a really big factor for me. So... When Evo and I first started dating, I would say, um, oh my God, this is, I don't even know how many years ago, it's not really relevant, but when we first started dating, Evo actually had recently come out of rehab. And that was an interesting turning point for me in my life because I had to say, 
am I going to enter into a relationship with someone that has obviously had a drug addiction past and why that holds I guess even heavier weight for me is because and I've said this on the show many times before both of my parents were drug addicts and I come from you know living that life of having people in my life that have broken my trust it was a sensitive subject for you yeah for sure um have broken my trust on several um occasions when it came to them saying that they were going to remain clean or they 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 were going to you know remain in their sobriety and then them breaking that trust with me and um it happened over and over again so that was like an interesting thing for me to step into um but i think i want to say what the biggest difference was for me is that when i was a child i could not exit out of that relationship I was a kid. My parents were responsible for me. Mm -hmm. But when I was old enough to walk away from them, I did. Like the moment I left my house when I was 18. So um, when I decided to step into a relationship with you, even though you had come out of rehab with a past drug addiction, I immediately said to myself, I'm going to give I'm going to set brown I'm going to set boundaries and these boundaries are if he relapses and doesn't maintain his sobriety and or if he lies to me about his whereabouts and his doings because I feel like those things when you're dealing with sobriety those things kind of go hand in hand when you people my parents used to do this they would lie about where they were going what they were doing because then it would in the end lead to them doing drugs mm-hmm so I said to myself, if if any of these two things happen, this is immediate no for me. And I will immediately exit out of this relationship because I will never allow myself to succumb to that type of breaking of trust. Because that to me is like on the surface level of what it is. Like my trust was was broken and could potentially be broken, but it goes deeper than that because after the trust is broken, there's like a trauma response to that. Yeah. And I in no way, shape, or form wanted to ever fucking deal with that. And then the last thing I did was um, I did not introduce you to my children for quite a bit of time until I felt like you had, to had earn that. Yeah, you had to you had to gain that trust. Yeah, absolutely. So that was like a really big thing for me and um it was interesting reflecting upon that 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 time in our relationship because i'm almost i almost want to say that i was brave in that moment to actually even consider being in a relationship with someone because i feel like it takes bravery to just put trust in a person and hope that they go out into the world and they have your best interests at hand. And I felt like I was being brave in that moment because I was allowing myself to step into something that was semi, was, I don't want to say semi, was very familiar and has caused, has caused me trauma, but I was still willing to enter into it. Right. I mean, there was the... There was the fact that you you didn't you knew me before yes. the substance abuse issue. So there Correct. was a, there was a, a part of me that you knew existed. It just wasn't present at that moment. Yeah. Um, so you were willing to take a chance on me and allow me time to get back to who you knew 
mm-hmm. so that we could then somebody that con- I used to know somebody that I yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that we could continue our relationship yeah no that was definitely a huge factor because I I had dated you previously yeah and then we went our separate ways and then you know came back to seeing each other that was my foundation for that I knew what was inside versus like you know what was going on sometimes that's really hard for people to see I knew that what you possessed as a man like you know your your true like moral values were more valuable than like the external shit Mm. so yeah that was that was like a big trusting for me with you and I'm happy to report that obviously Evo has been successful in that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I Overly de- successful. I definitely turned a new uh, a new chapter in my life mm-hmm. and uh, kind of put that one behind me. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. No, really? I, mean, I would say that you put it totally behind Yeah, you. of course I did. Uh, to what you're saying, I just, um, you know, I say kind of because like, I try, I try not to reflect back on it on like it was just like, oh, you know, this big thing. I really try to like just. Really? Yeah, I look, try to look at it as just an unfortunate time in my life. You know, mm-hmm. I made a, some wrong decisions. I learned my lesson and started making the right ones. You know, fortunately for me, it wasn't um, that period of time didn't expand through a large portion of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some people, it really consumes them and it takes it takes a lot out of their life. So yeah. it, it was a very short uh, period that I was just hanging with the wrong people, making the wrong decisions, and um, not valuing myself for what I really should have been. Yeah. And so I consider it like a blip, you know? Okay. <laughs> so that's why I say kind of. Uh, I know a lot I know a lot of other people that have had it m- much more worse than I did um, and never really saw their way out of it. Yeah. I know people like that. Yeah, so um, <laughs> to those people, you know, I... Um, my heart goes out to them. Yeah. All right. Well, so for me, um, I want to say communication and honesty were my biggest things as far as trust goes when entering a relationship. And I had to, like, build this within myself first. Mm. You know, the idea of it was something that, okay, it sounds great, right? And I went about a few relationships thinking like, oh, I need honesty. I need trust, you know, Um, not realizing that I wasn't a honest and trustworthy person myself. Right. And I have to say this because like I want I want people to know out there as I say this. Yeah. Honesty and trust was were my biggest things. It wasn't something that I just woke up one day and I was just trustworthy and honest. I had to learn the liar um, and the dishonest and the untrustworthy person of myself so that I could remove that person from myself, become a better version of myself. And once I was that person, then I was able to see someone else for who they were when they were honest and trustworthy. And so it took some time. It took a lot of self-reflecting for me to get to a place where I can honestly say to myself, I'm doing the best that I can in this department. These things are very important to me. So there is no way that I can expect to see these things in someone else if I can't see them within myself. Mm. And I wanted to just point out how important that is. If you're, if you agree with me and you identify with those things of, um, honesty and being trustworthy, 
be sure that you are that. Because what happens is, as speaking for myself, in the relationships that I, I was in where I wasn't fully that person, I doubted the person that I was with. Yeah, I spoke a good game, you know. Oh, what, what's, what's, you know, when they would, we would have these conversations about what's important in a relationship, and I would say honesty, you know, and, and loyalty. Um, not being that person myself, you know, I didn't really believe them even when they were being honest and loyal. As you said that, I got really emotional. Really? I'm not sure why. Uh, continue talking, okay. though, but I'm I'm kind of searching yeah. as to why I got so emotional. So, so when I when I when I came to this realization about myself, I then really led every relationship moving forward with complete honesty mm-hmm. and being as loyal as I possibly could. Yeah, I would say that those are some of your strongest attributes. Yeah. Those are my strongest attributes now. You know, now that I'm, you know, especially when I once I got to, um, once I got into a relationship with you, I had spent quite a few years, you know, fine tuning and sharpening those blades, and you know, and really getting it to a point where, whenever I stepped into a relationship, I could cut really well in that department. Um, Shit. <laughs> and so, I. I was very upfront with you in our relationship about what I wanted, what I had to offer, and where I saw the relationship going in the near future and in the long term. Mm -hmm. I thought that it was very important to lay those things out so that we could not only see eye to eye, but really understand each other about where we are, you know, in the current point. I think that People, a lot of people, they just start dating because they like each other and don't really kind of find out where they are, men- and you know, mentally and what it is that they're looking for. So, um, those two things were by far what I believe to be most important when it comes to building trust in a relationship for me. Mm. I had some time to think about why I got emotional and. If I'm going to be real with myself, it's because I wasn't the most honest person for a long time in my life. It's because that became my defense mechanism. Yeah, I, you um, you have a special story when it comes to that. Yeah, you know, and um, I learned how to lie. I learned how to be dishonest, and what I thought was for the right reasons, for a very long time. I thought that if I made other people feel good about what was happening even though I was not being true about my feelings, I was gonna be okay. And I definitely did that in our relationship. There were moments that I think maybe I should have got madder. Maybe I should have been a little bit more vocal. Maybe I should have, maybe I shouldn't have been as vocal, but because I wasn't showing my true honest feelings, um, because I'm so used to burying things so as you were saying that you had to discover what it meant to be honest and what it meant to be trustworthy and what it meant to be loyal because when you were looking for those qualities in another human being you didn't possess those qualities yourself so i generally didn't know what they really look like yeah and i actually remember that there was a moment when you and i went to therapy and in the therapy session i said 
as I listened to you talk about something that we were going through and you said, you know, I would never do that because like, you know, I'm an honest person. And I remember the therapist turned to me and said, Gina, you know, you look very uncomfortable. And I said, yeah, because I feel like sometimes when evil says these things, he comes across so righteous. And maybe I didn't get it at that time, but those were just my feelings and I wanted to share them. You wouldn't be the first to say that to me. But now listening to you say that, you know, that was also a journey for you to find out, to find your own honesty mm -hmm. and to find your own, um, you know, these definitions for you. Yeah. I, I, I kind of opened another door for me just now. I think yeah. like immediately I felt the emotion. Yeah, I definitely had to find myself in a lot of dishonest and unloyal mm -hmm. situations in order to realize that I didn't like being in that space yeah, and I needed to do what I needed to do to get out of that space. And so becoming that myself, you know, kind of put me in the um, real recognized real category, right? Yeah. Or the birds of a feather flock together. I mean, it's like you have, in order for you to see these things, you have to embody them yourself. And, I, and, and I'm just, again, I'm just speaking for myself. I don't know what these things look like to anybody else, but yeah. for me, that's what that's the process that I needed to go through so that I could comfortably stand in front of somebody and feel them. You know, I I wouldn't 100 percent hear you right now. Um, who? OK, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to go there, but it went there. Yeah, so, you know, we tend to do that sometimes. Yeah. Um, I wanted to give a, f a little bit of statistics behind like what trust potentially could mean in a relationship. Because I think a lot of people are asking for that to be like a pillar in their relationship, yeah. you know? So like, why is this so important? And um, so the Pew Research Center, which is actually a site that I go to quite often when I'm looking for research or surveys that were done in a particular area. And I find them to be a very credible source because they don't really sway to the left or to the right. They have no political views. They're literally just researching and surveying things to give information to the general public based on these surveys and these this research that they do. So I find a lot of great articles on their website. So if you're ever looking for something, check out Pew Research Center. So based on a survey that was conducted in 2019 about marriage and cohab cohabitation, married adults have a higher levels of relationship satisfaction and trust than those living with a partner. Married adults are more likely than those who are living with a partner to say that things are going very well in a relationship. So it's 58 versus 41%. So 58% of married adults are saying that things are going well versus yeah. the 41% of adults that are cohabitating. Married adults are more likely than those who are cohabitating to say that they have a great deal of trust in their spouse or their partner to be faithful to them act in their best interest, and always tell them the truth. Sounds pretty good to me. So, with those stats, the fact that married people, 58% versus 41%, are saying that they feel like they can have more trust in their partner, I would love to ask you, why do you think that is? Why do you think it's married versus a co cohabitating couple? Or people in a relationship? I would like to think that it probably has something to do with the fact that there's an added level of commitment that goes with being married rather than just 
a cohabitating couple. Mm-hmm. And when I say an added level of commitment, I just mean the, the title of being married. It psychologically takes a person into a different realm, for lack of a better term, um, than just being in a relationship. You know, it's um, it just signifies something bigger and, and deeper than just a relationship. And in reality, a marriage just is a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship with a title. But yeah. if you strip away the marriage at a core, it's just a really, really well-built relationship. Yeah. You know, so I don't want to take away from people that are just in relationships thinking, you know, by the statement that I just said, that somehow being married makes you a better person or a better communicator or a better, um, uh, but more willing to work on your your trust building skills. I just feel like that's for some people. That means that we have gone beyond the dating and being just a couple, right? We're something more. So we have to commit more, you know, there's, and then of course, there's just all these ties that come with being married. You know, there's legal ties. There may be um, financial ties, children, and a lot of things that really kind of get woven together mm-hmm. when you're married. So um, I would think that that's a really big reason to kind of like work on those things. When I had to think about it, the I always like to go with like the first thing that pops in my brain because when that happens, it, it is the most authentic thought for me, right? Mm-hmm. So when I thought about it, the first thing that popped into my head was fear. There's an aspect of fear when you're in a marriage versus just a cohabitating relationship and or relationship. When you're in a marriage, if you choose to break trust in a marriage, there potentially can be consequences that will penalize you. Mm. So I think sometimes people in a marriage will say, shit, if I do this, if I break this trust, not only am I going to break my spouse's trust, on the back end of that, I'm going to suffer consequences that are not favorable to my life, such as divorce, such as financial, such as, you know, um, loss of uh, assets. Mm -hmm. There's new living conditions. Yeah, there's a slew of shit on the back end. And I think, I don't necessarily look at that as a bad thing. I think fear can a lot of the times be a great motivator. I think it can keep you in check. And I'm not looking at that as a bad way because there's a lot of times that I've entered into something into my life that is brand new to me that I'm not really familiar with, that there's an immediate fear. And then I dive head first because I know that the fear is telling me that I just got to get on the other end of it. You, you know? know? I hate to say this. Yeah. And I know it's going to sound fucking awful, but <laughs> <clears throat> I don't identify with that, with any of it. Okay. Um, and the reason being is because I never, th- I never gave marriage a thought until I was absolutely certain that I was, I could fully trust the person that I was with. Yeah. So for me, building that trust and that foundation was a re- like an absolute must before even considering moving on to the next phase. Like, so. To say that that's something that gets worked on more during married couples as it does during um, cohabitating couples, I just, I know it is a thing. Obviously, it's a, it's a statistic, right? Yeah. But I've just never operated that way. 
so I've never like. Yeah, I, yeah, you don't identify. Yeah, with it, I, I, you know, there's been which is valid. There's been times where you know in relationships where the marriage topic will come up, and I've clammed up every single time. Yeah, you know, I feel like I, you know, I don't, I don't answer questions. You know, I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> like you want to talk to me, sir? What do you think about marriage? I don't answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was kind of like that. I mean, I'm being sarcastic, obviously. No, but I know, I know what you're, you're referring, referring to, to, like when you get pulled over yeah, by a police officer. I don't, I don't answer questions. Um, it was kind of like those things, you know. I just in my mind, I'm like, what? Um, we have like a lot of like deeper things we need to really be working on right mm-hmm. now. What do you, marriage? Yeah, we're going to put a pin in that circle back around to that. How about that? Mm. So, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really, I don't want to like comment too much about how, how people end up in that situation because I don't really want to, um, yeah, you know, put any bad light on how people end up married and then, you know, and then at that point are really diving into building and working on trust. Yeah. I don't identify with it either because I'm that type of bitch where I'm just like, Oh, word? <laughs> Fuck you then, I'm out. <laughs> no. Um, no, what I mean by that is um, when I thought about it for myself, when I said, when I said, because that immediate thought was, why do other people, not why do I yeah. not break my partner's trust in our current marriage? And again if i'm being completely honest with myself at the surface level of my thought process i'm super goal oriented so being in a successful loving relationship is like a goal for me so the only way i'm going to be able to achieve that goal is if i stay the course right yeah yeah absolutely i mean stick to the plan so I mean, there's so many other building blocks that go with that for us as a couple. You know, there's like so much love in there and there's so much happiness in there that I have to work at in order to reach that goal. But at its baseline, that's what it is for me. You know, if I had to be, if I thought about it like when it first comes to my brain. Because sometimes I feel like when I think about it too much, I, other other thoughts come in that are, that are not genuine. Something else yeah. is being filtered in. Um, maybe something I saw on social media, maybe something I saw on TV. So I just like to go, you know, what my first thought is. But now that we're talking about, you know, these building blocks of a relationship, I think it would be essential for us to give some of our listeners, our watchers, um, some tips and tools as to how they themselves can learn how to build trust with their significant other. Yeah, I agree. I think there's there's a ton of tools. I mean, there's a ton of tools and tips and things you can do to um, build trust in a relationship. But we're just going to talk about, if we have time, at least like four or five, mm-hmm. all right, out of the many. And since we've been talking about it through this episode so far, I'm just going to roll right into it. Um, one tool or tip that is super beneficial when trying to build trust in a relationship is communication Mm -hmm. communication and you know being open and honest this is important because how do you get to know what someone wants and how you can be trustworthy to them without being open and communicative Mm -hmm. and i'm and this is something that like needs to happen slowly continuously throughout the relationship so that one can 
one can can attempt and readjust their approach on gaining someone's trust, right? Because trust is earned. Mm-hmm. It should be earned. It shouldn't be given, right? So communicating with somebody and finding out what it is, what are things that that are important to them? What are things that, what are um, their, what do you call them? What are their their do's and don'ts in a relationship? Mm-hmm. And what is it that you need what to- What are their boundaries? Yeah, what are their boundaries so that you can make sure that you don't, cross these boundaries so that you can navigate in a way where they can look at you and say, wow, I trust this person. I trust this person not to betray me in ways that are important to me. Now, I also think it's important to point out that getting there involves sometimes falling short of that. Right? And what I mean by that is even though I'm going to give an example, let's just say that the person that you're dating, they grew up in a tr- in a trauma filled house, and there was a lot of foul and you know and and verbal abuse, mm-hmm. and so they don't trust people. They have a hard time trusting people who um, who are verbally vulgar and, mm-hmm. and aggressive. are aggressive, and you may possess some of those characteristics. So throughout the relationship, you may slip up a bit. You know, in an argument, you might, you know, lose your temper and and start cursing, cause an issue between you and the person. This is the time where you want to be open and honest and communicative and communicate to that person and identify their feelings and say, hey, listen, I know that, you know, this is an issue for you. Um, I realize that it's something that I need to work on. And I promise, you know, moving forward, I'm going to make an effort to be better at it. And so at that in that moment, you fell short. Mm hmm of respecting a boundary that the person that you're dating has created so that they feel like that they can trust you. Yeah. So they're going to, I mean, I know in our relationship, there was a bunch of that, Mm -hmm. you know, and we worked it out throughout the years. Yeah. When I think about what you said, two, two things came to mind. Number one is when it came to us communicating and i know why you use the example that you use because <laughs> you were the one that came I was that from, d- i was that guy evil was that guy i was that guy he was that guy with the foul mouth because he came from and, a house that, a short temper. that yeah that there was a short temper and a foul mouth and that was a no-no for me and um when you would cross that line i had no problem saying you're not going to talk to me like that and i understand that this is an active working process for you yeah because you you have acknowledged that it's not okay to behave this way and i know that you're actively working on it and i know that that slipped out but i'm just reminding you of the of what you said you were going to do so i know why you use that example but like i said the first two things that came to my mind are that when you are be when you are trying to be a good communicator in your relationship because you're saying that that's essential and building trust with your partner Mm -hmm. there are going to be times that you have to communicate things that may hurt their feelings so just understand that there were many times that i said things to evo that i would preface it with i'm gonna say this and you're not gonna like it but that's how real and honest I had to be with you at certain times I made sure that the words that I chose weren't vulgar they weren't disrespectful but that still didn't mean what I was going to say wasn't going to potentially 
be disliked. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's part of the communication process. Yeah. But there are a lot of people evil that will not, will do, not that. do that. Yeah. They will hold in those feelings. And that's also a part of my process because, like I said earlier today, I wasn't always honest with myself. Now, the second thing is when you want to be this open and honest you know, communicator, you got to remove your ego. Oh, yeah. And I've said this before. It's not about being right. It's about seeking a solution. And I say this and I say this all the time because I was the most ego driven, argumentative, poor communicator that ever existed. Because if I didn't prove my fucking point and I didn't fucking prove that I was right, I didn't I wasn't successful. And the stripping away of my ego has come over so many years. So I know that that's why we're trying to give that to them. So I would just want people to know that it takes those things to do that. Absolutely. And I think that uh, this next tool goes hand in hand with communication. And that's respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Having, you know, excuse me. Um, showing respect to your partner in areas in the relationship is one way of acknowledging them on the things that they're expressing to you. Mm -hmm. So when you're communicating with your partner, they're communicating with you, you're communicating with them about issues and things that are in the relationship. Ooh. Well, hello. Hey, we have a guest. If you're, if you're listening, our cat, can you not show them your butt? Jumped on the table. It's okay. It's okay. That's Joe Rogan's uh, one of his uh, punchlines where our cats are just you know they'd be nice and cute and then show turn around and show you their asshole. I'm totally okay with him <laughs> being up here. But um, so when you're um, when you're <laughs> this totally threw me off. Here. <laughs> Sorry. When you're when you're giving respect to your partner. Yeah. When you're in when you're having these conversations with your partner about things that you may be feeling and trying to just um, establish these boundaries so that you know you can. You, you can respect one another's um this is the <laughs> so that you can respect one another's feelings um showing that respect mm-hmm. right is essential f- for the communication process yeah um and showing it during times like i said earlier when they're not you know maybe they're saying something you don't like yeah exactly um it really demonstrates how much you you respect them by acknowledging how they feel mm-hmm. and taking those feelings into consideration and applying them to your actions so that you not only do you hear them, but you're acting in a way and such where your body is speaking a language that shows them you understand them. And that comes with actually giving the respect from the beginning. Yeah. So it's it's communication then respect they go hand in hand and they must they must work together in order for that to be an essential part of the trust building process in a relationship i think on the other side of that too is since it's we're talking about in a relationship there's two people unless you're in something more poly um there're going to be moments where your partner lacks respect Mm-hmm. And it is your responsibility to call them out on it. Because if you don't, they may almost take it as what they said or what they did wasn't that bad. So as tough as it may be sometimes to call them out on these things, mm-hmm. you have to do it. There's even times that there's little, there are things that evil may do 
that are he may look at as minute and I have to call him out on it because of the way that it's making me feel and those things are important because I want to feel respected and I know sometimes that these are hard things to do because there's like that there's like that at there's that essence of fear and you know hurting your partner's feelings or getting yeah. them upset but if you're not um, being but you got to I just read something recently. It says you got to choose your hard. Which hard do you want? Yeah, you do. I mean, if you're not being open and honest about what it is that you want, then you're not really giving yourself the opportunity to get what it is that you feel like you deserve in a relationship. Mm. You know, so if if you're there's no other way for someone to you know respect your thoughts, your feelings and your boundaries without you laying them out and expressing them for what they are. Yeah. You really got to be able to be vulnerable and put your heart and your feelings out on the table, you know, and show the person that you're with. And you know, if we're talking about someone that you want to build trust with, trust with, show the person that you're with that these are the sensitive parts of my life, you know, and I need you to see them for what they are and be careful mm -hmm. when you walk around these things, you know. Um, there's trauma here. There's um, there's weakness and, and pain over here. Um, there's insecurity over here, and I in you know, and I need to know that you see these things within me, and will do everything not to trigger any of these. You know, being able if you know being able to see that in your partner and operate in a way where you're showing them shows a level of communication and builds a, a level of trust and bonding that is almost unexplainable. You know, it's unexplainable in, in the way of the the, the connection that's a, that's created between two people when it happens. For, for someone who hasn't gone through it, there's nothing, there's no explaining the actual feeling. Yeah. But when you act that way with someone and then they see you for that, for that person that actually respects them, then all of a sudden there's this opening that happens. And it's just, it's, I don't know, it, there's for lack of a better term, it's, it's, it's just magical. Um, so... I have found myself zoning out when you talk sometimes because really? I'm so actively listening to you and Thank like you. absorbing your words. For a second there, I'm like, where did you go? <laughs> I wonder if other people do that. I hope so. I really <laughs> no, hope so. It's, it's because I'm so intently listening to what you're saying. Um, and it, you know, you surprise me sometimes, Evo, because <laughs> we talk every day. <laughs> And then you get on Sometimes the show be saying some shit. and you be on your guru shit. But you don't say that. You don't say that kind of stuff when we're like, you know, every day when we're just like in and around the house. But um, there was something that I wanted to say, but it's fine. Go ahead. Well, I think that we have we have had conversations like yeah. this, you know, on a one on one basis. But I mean, I think in this particular instance, we are really deep diving into certain topics and really trying to give a lot of useful information to our listeners and viewers about things that'll be helpful to them in relationships as they've worked for our relationship over the years. Yeah. And I guess just laying it out, you know, in one episode really kind of like highlights a lot of great stuff. And so that's probably that's what you're hearing. Yeah. But, um, so share, share the last one with us. Okay. So number that's three, we have time for rolling right into the communication and respect, um, is another one that goes hand in hand with these. I mean, it's, I really think that this is like, this is the Trinity that try that, ties these three together and that's forgiveness you know because when you're building when you're being communicative to your to your partner about your vulnerabilities and that partner 
in trying to understand how to navigate around the sensitive areas of your life to build to gain your trust may fall short in that mm -hmm. and trigger some of those vulnerabilities within you some of those traumas um, may make you feel like you can't trust them forgiveness is essential in those situations in order to be able to try to work through those difficult times mm. you know and we know this from working with each other and our um you know our characteristics that are our flaws to ourselves right yeah. um evil is a much better forgiver than i am uh, you know i try to be <laughs> i would say that i'm i'm better at it i was horrible at it before yeah well i think that um i think you're you're great at forgiving like like you know little things you know what i mean like and i'm pretty good at forgiving something major because i was a major fuck up in my life and so i had to forgive myself for the major fuck ups that i did so yeah. when i'm with someone or i know someone who's generally a good person and they fuck up majorly in our relationship you know i really really i give it some good thought but more i'm pretty good about getting past it yeah you know if 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 the relationship is worth salvaging I think that's important to say. So forgiveness, it's essential. Um, don't think that you can, you know, take some of these tools and be communicative to your partner. Um, try to show them respect or, have, you know, expect them to, you know, expect them to respect you for what it is that you're telling them. And if they fall short, not be able to forgive them if there is value in the relationship. Yeah, you know, I think that's key. If there's value. If there's value in the relationship. And if your partner's yeah. respecting you. Yeah, by no way, shape, or form am I don't saying just these... forgive everything and yeah. anybody because that's what Evo and Gina do. No. No. Absolutely not. Um, it has to merit the, you know, the... The forgiveness. The forgiveness. Yeah, because if they're not respecting your boundaries... Yeah. You know, um, or if they, like you said, if you fall short, but they acknowledge that they have fell short. If they acknowledge that, you know, that there is remorse, it's not this... It's not this type of forgiveness where you are allowing forgiveness for habitual behavior. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's that, that's the key difference. Um, when you said forgiveness, that was so fucking triggering for me. <laughs> I know, <clears throat> I know, because you um, you've dealt with issues and you've struggled with forgiveness in certain yeah. aspects of your life, and so um, I. I because, you know, people like to say, you know, when you forgive them, it's if you if you forgive a person, then no longer is the dynamic of them kind of holding over something. Over well, you. The, so the 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 theory is that if you are holding trauma or carrying trauma that you have with someone that you are no longer in a relationship with and they're no longer part of your life and that trauma is still affecting you to internally forgive them, not call them not have a conversation with them but act, try to act out the uh try to act out in a way where you normally would forgive someone for something that they did they did and move on with it yeah go through that process yourself and forgive them for yourself so that you're no longer holding this burden and this anger because theoretically right quote unquote when you forgive somebody you let go mm -hmm. of if not all a major portion of what it is that's troubling you and paining you yeah. So if you're walking around carrying this trauma, at, you know, faking a forgiveness just for the act of it um, could be therapeutic in that in that trauma. So Mike Tyson actually said it one time on, I think, his show where he said, if you don't 
forgive someone, they your master now. Yeah, exactly. Because they're in control of you. They're in control of your emotions. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I will say this. I struggle with forgiveness. Some people in my life have committed atrocities against me. So that is a journey for myself. But when you said forgiveness is essential, I still 1000% agree with that. I just have a hard time with it in certain aspects, not in our relationship. So before we go, right, just think about it real quick. So if you have trouble with forgiveness because of things that have happened in your life past, acknowledge that and work on healing so that when your partner does maybe fall short in an area, you can allow for that forgiveness if there's value in that. Yeah. So think about it like this, right? And I'm going to use us as an example. If I did you wrong Mm -hmm. in a way that where it required you to forgive me for us to move past what it was that I did. Mm -hmm. um, And then sometime in the future, I did it again. Mm -hmm. You've already forgiven me for it. So now you're just going to be angry about it. You're probably just going to do away with me or do away with the situation, period, so that it's not no longer a discomfort for you. But the trauma portion of it, you've already gotten over because you forgave me. You know, you're just dealing with the with the emotional anger of it because it happened. But the pain of it, it's not it's not really um, as what's the word I'm looking for. It's not really it doesn't really hurt as much mm-hmm. the second time around. So when you think about forgiving somebody that you had trauma with that's no longer in your life, once you're forgiving them mentally and internally, the next time you think about them, it doesn't trigger that painful emotion. Because you've forgiven them. You might remember all the stuff that happened, but the trauma portion of it, you've already forgiven it. And so that's the mm-hmm. theory behind it all. I guess I get stuck on the word forgiveness. Cause yeah, like, you do. Because you're is, not ready. Because what does that really mean? What does it really mean to what forgive What does anything somebody? really mean? What, so, what, 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 is, exactly what does this because, being a cup really because, mean, right? Because like, forgiveness is just the word. Exactly. And, there, and there's an actual action behind it. And what does that action mean for every... What does it mean for every single person? Because as you said, when you forgive someone and they then then you forgive the trauma so then it's not triggering. I totally disagree with that. But let's not get into that because that's a whole nother conversation. Maybe, right, we'll, maybe talk yeah. about, we'll talk about what forgiveness means. I think means. I like that idea. Yeah. Because um, that actually brings us to the end of the episode. I did not think that this episode would go as deep <laughs> as it did. Evo fucking dug six feet deep. We're about to call episode. this a deep talk Friday. <laughs> <laughs> this is about this is going deep. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this conversation. Like I always say, and if you always enjoy our conversation and you would like to continue listening to Evo and I on our little fucking little desk that we got here. Uh, you can, you know, subscribe, like, share, comment, comment, whatever it is that you think will allow you to continue to listen to us in the future or anybody that you would think would find value in our conversations. We'd love if you could share it with them, too. Yeah. Or hit us up with relationship questions. If um, you feel you like know, you're going through it. Or- not really. I mean, but hit, no, I'm can, just joking. You can hit, you can hit me up. <laughs> yeah, Evo. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to you. But uh, <laughs> so um, that that's it for us. So until next Friday, ladies and gentlemen, peace out. Peace out.